0: you want to talk about Astros? You want to stay away from oh, me?
1: Do we want I thought, to come back to church? I think we should have a contest. Who can stay quiet the longest? <laughs> That's engaging content right there. <laughs> Who will
0: break first? Ready? Begin. Andy's a secret Here's Astros fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: can you invest in the Astros? Like, are they like a public stock traded? No. No. No, what was weird. that? Did you did you say something? <laughs> I I'm pretty sure we might have to go back in the recording, but I think I heard a no. With you what? With you what? With you what? What you that made on there? <laughs> I told you I'd
1: break him. <laughs> I told you you it's, oh, bro. This is recording. <laughs>
0: Broke. <laughs> Welcome to the conversation wrap. Hey, we just want to welcome you to ACC Talk. This guy wants to welcome you. His name is Rob. My name is Jarrell. <laughs> and my name is Dave. Rob thinks he can make it through this entire ACC Talk and not say anything.
1: What do you guys think? I'm going to go with he is just stubborn enough to do that. So. He is. Let's see if we can bait <laughs> him in, though. All right.
0: So where is your favorite place to eat?
1: In the area? Let's do in the area
0: uh, and all time.
1: In the area, it is uh, Torchies. Torchies is my favorite restaurant that we found since we moved here.
0: Robert, can you sign? <laughs> 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 hmm. I. It's a. It's very close for me. It's either Torchies and or Zoe's.
1: Zoe's is good. Zoe's is really good. Yep. All uh, time. All time. That's a tough one. It's really tough. It would have to be somewhere in Chicago, probably. Mm. Just some restaurants up there that we'd love. If I was going to choose, like, the one place that I would want to go if we were back in Chicago that would to make sure that we went to would be Giordano's for some Chicago-style pizza.
0: So I can't really think of a place that's all-time greatest for me, but I will say what speaks to my soul is California Mexican food. I love it, absolutely love it. Yeah.
1: what is the uh what's the difference between California Mexican food and Texas Mexican food?
0: I don't want to offend <laughs> 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 now I'm just kidding uh, but really um I don't know. they just make things very different here uh tex-mex is very different
1: uh, well i mean I mean just to be specific, what are the things about California Mexican food that you really like? Like, is it fresh? Feel it tastes fresher? Yes. A lot more
0: fish? No. I mean, you can have fish tacos and I love fish tacos, um, in California, but I would say I just can't necessarily find a place here that does like a carne asada burrito with just a, just an amazing burrito. Like I feel like it's just, I don't know. It's just different here. The taste, the flavors, The veggies, the pico, the avocado is just so different.
1: So, because we've lived in so many different areas and places, um, I can tell you, Mexican food everywhere is different. Very true. (laughs) It's all different. Very true. I don't know. I can't really explain it. I'm sure it's just there are certain different areas of Mexico, and they all go to different places. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, Mexican food in Illinois. And it's very Americanized.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah,
1: it's not like. Mexican food in Illinois Totally different. Mexican (laughs) and Arkansas. Yeah. Totally different. Mexican and Arkansas is my favorite. They have white queso. It's delicious.
0: I love some white queso. Do you know the difference, (laughs) Rob? Which do you prefer, Texas Mexican or California Mexican? Choose. Oh, I was going to say, I was like, you're going to lie on this podcast." <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, hey, we're so glad that you joined us today. We actually had a really great weekend. Um, I think one of the favorite parts about this weekend for me was just watching all of the kids come in and watch JJ get baptized.
1: I love baptisms. They're one of my favorite things that we do as a church. Yeah. Just seeing someone, you know, step up and make that choice. Follow Christ and then have his dad, uh, Hector, be the guy that baptizes them. I think it's incredible. Yeah. I love to see families just entering into that relationship together. Yeah. So. What did you love about the weekend, rap <laughs> <laughs>
0: Same. He really, he's really going to try to pull this off. He's going to try to do it. Well, it's going <laughs> to chal- be.
1: It's because you challenged him. It's I your know,
0: fault. I know. But the people will see your pride. <laughs> You're not delivering for them. All right. Uh,
1: something else that I loved about this weekend, it's kind of like a its a personal story, but there is a family, there's a husband and wife. Been coming to church since we've been there, mm-hmm. um, since last February. And they came to our Discover 101 class a few months ago. Um, and we talked about baptism. And you know, we have a requirement that you've been baptized to be a member of ACC. And um, they came up this past week and said that they were both going to get baptized on the same day. That's really and, cool. Uh, just super, super excited about stories like that about families uh, being changed uh, because of Jesus and hanging out with us at ACC. So, yeah, I love stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I would say a second for me was preteen ministry. Um, as you guys have probably noticed, uh, for the last couple of weeks, I haven't been on uh, on the platform. It just gave me an opportunity to kind of help in the back, but then also just kind of go around and film different things that are that are happening at church, and so. Man, Simone and Whitney and Jasmine and Matthew and Brett and and probably more. They're just killing it with preteen ministry. So we do that on our we do that on our third service, so at twelve thirty. And um it's fourth and fifth grade and they just have so much fun. We had I think we had like fifteen or sixteen of them in that service. And so it was really cool uh just to see her That's awesome. And I hadn't
1: heard that number, so that was pretty that's pretty great. Yeah that's a pretty good turnover from week to week. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think that's awesome.
0: For sure. All right, cool. So uh, today, uh, the question that we wanted to really just kind of throw out to you, but then also for you to kind of hear either something that's personal to us, but then also um, maybe things that we've heard from other people. Uh, We wanted to kind of talk a little bit about what you need to stop doing in this new year um, and that may allow you to be able to start doing something else. So whether that's a habit or that's an addiction, or maybe it's a wasting of time in some sort of manner, maybe it's something emotional that you need to leave behind in 2019, um, to step into 2020 and kind of be a new person. And so if there's anything like that, that resonates with you, we would love to hear that in the comments of maybe what you need to stop, um, and maybe you haven't thought about it, but maybe we'd love for you to think about it and then to write it in the comments. But what about you, Dave? Anything that comes to mind?
1: Uh, for me personally, I don't have anything necessarily that I'm trying to I'm trying to stop eating uh, unhealthfully mm-hmm. uh, for this year. That is a big focus for me. It's kind of a kind of a what we talked about last week. Um, just those resolutions and trying to hold to those things. So that's something that I'm working on. Uh, stopping for myself for sure so that i can be uh healthier
0: for sure i think rob told me something about like a golf ball rock and some sand and some pebbles but i wasn't really listening so you're gonna have to look that up on youtube and you have to (laughs) see how it all fits in a jar unless he would like to explain oh he's not getting baited in uh So this one isn't necessarily personal to me, but man, I've just run across several different people and they have kind of voiced this, uh, to me in a lot of ways. And so I just wanted for it to be encouragement, um, for you guys, but really I think one of the big things is kind of leaving behind some insecurities, uh, so that they, so it doesn't necessarily prohibit them from having the type of life that they want to have in 2020, And so part of that is opening up, part of it's being vulnerable, part of it's, you know, kind of sticking your neck out so that you have the opportunity to be a part of a community that loves you and that knows you and accepts you for who you are. And so I think that, man, I just, there's just been several different individuals that, that I just see that as a common theme in their life where there's things that are holding them back because You know, people will judge me or people won't be able to understand. Um, And yeah, I feel like when we have that community, especially with Christian people, man, it can really change your life instead of living life alone.
1: Well, I think that's, um, I think that's why small groups are so important for us is that when we have a group of people around us and we're doing something that's harmful to ourselves, Sometimes we don't see it. Sometimes we uh, get blinded to it and we actually need somebody else's perspective on our life to be able to speak into it and say, hey, you should stop doing that. You may not understand and it may not be an addiction. It may not be something that they're doing per se, but it may be a way that they're reacting to things over and over again. Mm -hmm. It may be a way that they're thinking about things. And if they're just left, if we're left on our own, like we get weird. And if we don't have people, you know, speaking into our life, uh, then we don't we don't have that outside perspective that I think that we need, and I think that God really wants us to have uh, to be able to do that. And I think that's why groups are so important in finding that community to really help you get through stuff. Because it's you know, even with resolutions last last week and talking about this week, we just need that group of people uh, around us. Um, I was actually looking at a study. A few weeks ago, I was talking about how um, if, you, if you're committing to be healthy this year, the best thing you can do for yourself is surround you with a group of people that are also doing it because you are more likely to follow through on a resolution or a change in life if you're surrounding yourself with people that are trying to do the same thing. Yeah. And I think that's really, really cool.
0: That is really cool. Yeah, I think the big thing that I've noticed in that is so much is rooted in fear. Like not wanting to, not knowing how other people will respond and thinking, man, I'm the only person that struggles with this, or I'm the only person that has anxiety or depression. And it sounds crazy because we know that it's a a widespread thing, especially in our society. But like, we feel like this paralyzation that if I were to come out and I were to say this, you know, people would look at me different when the reality is with a loving community, you know, people want to literally just like walk alongside you. But part of that is kind of denouncing that lie that if i say something to someone, then you know, they're not going to they're not going to they're not going to accept me.
1: Yeah, i think that's actually i think that that is satan's plan for your life. I think that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to isolate, he wants you to tell yourself that you're the only person has ever struggled with this in the history of humankind and that if you, uh, say something about it to somebody that they're going to think you're a terrible person. Um, and I think that's why, you know, it's, it's, we, we talked about this in a sermon, uh, series uh, a few months ago when we were talking about when we were kicking off groups in the fall, but, um, there's a reason that lions will run at a group of zebras because they're hoping, that one of them, that the group of zebras goes this way and one single zebra goes that way because once we're alone and we separate ourselves from other people, we're open to attack. And Satan will just jump on it. He's looking for he's looking for ways to uh, take you out, and that's definitely one of his uh, most evil
0: tricks, I think. Definitely. So what about you guys? Um, what is something, maybe it's tangible, maybe it's... Maybe, like I say, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's an addiction, maybe, it, maybe it's something, you know, oh my goodness, I think one thing that kind of hits home for me, um, I gave somebody else an example. Man, mean, I spend a dumb amount of time on social media, and uh, it's one of the things that I realized that I can reach for that, you know, before I reach for prayer or reach for my Bible. And so I definitely think that that's something that, uh, that i need to severely limit in my life in terms just, of being able to you know to experience the things that i want to experience with god and just in my life that it it can't like i like i can have that out of proportion
1: yeah just in your if you have an iphone like you can turn on that screen that weekly screen report and just look at that and then feel bad about the things that you probably should be saying there's definitely probably some things on that screen time report that you should probably be saying no to for a little bit. Yeah, Um, But even if it's, and I think, you know, we were talking about this earlier. I think that when you say no, you don't have to say no forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe you're just taking a period of time and you want to maybe say no for a little bit, maybe be a fast. Um, Because I think fasting is really important. I never really, it took me a long time to realize what fasting actually was. Uh, Because when I was growing up, I really thought fasting was just, Uh, if I deny myself of food for a few days, God will like me more and he'll answer my prayers better. And that's actually not what it is. Fasting is really, it's about, um, you know, that we're made up of three, three things, our mind, our body, and our spirit. And the majority of our time, uh, we're focused on feeding our mind and our body. And so we're focused on feeding our emotions, focused on, you know, physically eating and feeding those things. And what fasting is, is it says, hey, I'm going to take a period of time and I'm going to uh, actually not feed my mind or my body and I'm going to focus on feeding my spirit, uh, which is actually the part of us that lives forever. Um, And so focusing on building that up. And what it does is it doesn't, it's not that God answers you better while you're fasting. It just puts you into a place where you can better hear God um, because you're feeding the part of you. Uh, that that speaks to God, and I think that's really really important. So maybe it's just maybe you're saying no for a little while. Mm-hmm. See see how it goes. See what see what God speaks into your life because you took that step to say no to something.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I we kind of took a similar track this this Sunday with the high school group uh, where we kind of posed the question like Is it okay to listen to secular music? And what we've kind of where we landed the plane was. I don't want them all to go delete their playlist of music, but if you're reaching for your music to alter your mood, if you're reaching for your music to cope with the situation, did your situation change after you like permanently change after you listened? Um, Or is the problem that you were trying to cover only, only covered up for a moment, you know, Um, And so it's kind of like one of those pieces that like, if we are, if we're using YouTube and Netflix and binge watching all of these different things, uh, because we're not satisfied and we're not content with where we're at, then I think that we have to take this real time to take a step back and say, maybe we're reaching for the wrong cup.
1: I gave my life to Christ when I was 14. And I was definitely one of those Christians for like a six seven year period where I didn't listen to secular music mm-hmm. only would only listen to Christian music. And like, it was a big deal for me. Like I really felt like it and took it more of a kind of a religious look at it, unfortunately. Is um, it? But what I found is that, yeah, <laughs> I'm absolutely. Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but what I found was that, um, you know, I started, I gradually started listening to secular music again in college. Um, and I think it's all right to listen things all right to listen to it as long as you're really careful, but you have to really be careful about the things that you put into your life and allow to speak and have voice in your life because, uh, there's some music, man, when you're listening to it, it is just not, it's not good. And sometimes it's just in the background. You don't even notice. Um, but like, what are you, like what are you setting your environment with? And so for me, uh, I've always been, uh, it's been really important for me that, Um, I'm much more protective about the things that I listen to and a lot of speaking in my life in the morning. Yeah. Um, and so like I have a, I have a thing where, um, I listen to the Bible every morning when I'm driving to work, but even before that point, like I'm really careful. I'm, I'm really most likely only going to listen to worship music in the morning just because I want to start that day off on the right foot. And so, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's that, maybe it's not that you're completely taking secular music out like I did when I was a kid, but maybe you're just being protective about the times, uh, when you're allowing, uh, that music to listen to it. And so Hill song in the morning,
0: Led Zeppelin at night.
1: Hey, nothing wrong with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. Hey, we would love to hear from you guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Hey, we have three services this Sunday. And so we would love to invite you there at 9:30, 11 and 12 30 PM. Anything else? Plug it now. Shamelessly plug it now.
1: Small group leadership. One more time. This Sunday night, would love to see you there. If God is really speaking to you about leading a group, I think it's your time. I think now is your time. I think uh, if you will go back and listen to uh, my message from this past weekend, just a call into leadership and enlarging your influence. I believe that God has something for you this year. Um, And so show up, see what it's like. It's not a commitment to lead a group, but... Just come and, and see what leading a group at ACC looks like. Who's
0: preaching this weekend? <laughs> this guy? <laughs> <laughs> that would be Pastor Rob, the guy who isn't talking right now. So. Yes, he, he's saving his voice for the weekend. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you next Thursday. That's <laughs>